You are now listening to Between Us Girls, the podcast, where we discuss life's fuckeries and then some over wine. our show this is michelle danielle jen and this is between Between us girls Girls. um thank you so much for listening and supporting us um if you've stumbled upon our show by accident then please be sure to follow us on soundcloud itunes stitcher radio and as far as our social media with facebook between us girls the podcast instagram between us girls podcast twitter at girl talk and wine and we want to give a super fan shout out to Charles Sherrard. Yeah. Hi, Charles. Thank you for listening. He has been like so super supportive, giving feedback and letting us know that we're doing great. And we appreciate you so much. Yes, right. we do. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So our guest is this episode. Um, I stumbled across her GoFundMe page, <laughs> which... <laughs> Um, I found through a friend, she just inboxed me and she was like, girl, look at this. So I go look at the page and I was so shocked and surprised to see a detailed account of lies and fallacies that she experienced at the hand of her husband, soon to be ex-husband, Robert. Uh, So Kim has decided to make some lemonade out of the lemons that she was handed and she is going to soon release a book and we have her here with us today. Kim, say hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Kim. (laughs) Hey. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. No, you're so welcome. We really appreciate you coming on. So we have some questions for you. Are you ready? Okay. Well, just so you guys know, first, before we get started. Okay. The name of my book is called, that I'm going to tie into this, is called Happily Married My Ass. Oh. (laughs) By Kim Toomey. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do that plug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is there anything you want to tell us about the situation, like, before we jump into the interview? I mean, you know, marriage, of course. I think life, period, is what you make it, you know. And, I, unfortunately, I have found from living almost 50 years that most people rather live a hard life than live a happy life. And it's very unfortunate because I think I'm a very happy, uplifting, kind of easygoing girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just have people out there that they're just damned if you're going to be happy. Like, no, we got to do something to make this a miserable situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's very unfortunate because I'm the type of girl that I can I can sleep on a mattress and crack jokes all day and split a twig with you. Or I can be that chick in the, in the private jet, you know, sipping yeah. on champagne. I'm going to be happy regardless. You know what I mean? Right. And... Um, it's just unfortunate that, again, you know, people don't pick their battles. And, um, you know, and unfortunately in my situation, that, that's basically what it was. Me and him were just not equally yoked. And he did a lot of lying and betrayal. He went through great lengths to, to betray me. And that's part of my book because, you know, the way I was raised, we were only, for my era, we were only taught that men were liars, cheaters, or abusive. Right. We weren't taught about mental disease or personality disorders, you know? So... I kept telling my husband, I know something is wrong with you. I just didn't know what to call it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so he had a family member 
that actually told me what he was after I told her some of the things he had done to me. And that's been like in the last two months. So when she told me he was a sociopath, I was like, I've heard of a sociopath. I just don't know what a sociopath is. So when I went to go Google it, girl, I started crying. Because I was, I was sad because you don't wish that on anybody. I mean, I sit up and I laugh about it because it's my life. And again, I'm always going to see, that's the way I heal, first of all. I like to laugh. But um, I don't wish that on anybody, my husband included, regardless of what we've been through. I don't wish it on my worst enemy. But more than anything, I was happy that I had an answer to what the problem was. So it kind of felt good at the same time to have a diagnosis because he checked off everything on that list. I was like, wow, like, this is amazing, but sad at the same time. Yeah, because it kind of helped you to say, you know what, it's not me. I'm really not crazy. There's really something wrong with him. That was never my issue. Right. My issue was my issue was staying with my husband is because I'm a god single woman. And, you know, some people sit up here and say, well, you should have had a spirit of discernment. I need them to shut up, sit down, and have a seat. Because half these people that got a spirit of discernment got ten baby mamas, uh, three baby daddies. Uh, <laughs> and don't sit up here and try to tell me what kind of spirit of discernment. I'm not, excuse my French, but I ain't trying to sleep around. I got married to mine. So right, I'm right. Saying, have a seat, have a couple of them. But, um, you know, as far as the spirit of discernment go to each their own, because you're going to summon what people are giving you at that time. And he's very, very good, and that's why he was able to get away with so much for so long, not with just me, with his family, um, colleagues. I mean, it's a long list of things that, I mean, the book is just going to be like, wow, really? Okay. Well, let's talk about what we're sipping on. What wine are we drinking? This is what, uh, Bay Bridge American Merlot? Yeah. Yum. It is, let's see, 12.5% alcohol. Yum. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay for right now, but we'll wrap it up at the end. Yeah, we're using our wine scorecard again, so everybody, um, sorry, we're not going to be doing Is It Good or Not this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, we can. Oh, But okay. you have to still say the number. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Kim, so it's time for your hot seat. <laughs> All right. Okay. When you initially met Robert, what was it that attracted to you? Attracted him to you. Lord, what Lord. attracted me to him? Attracted you yeah. to him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that wine is kicking in. It's it is. I had home. several sips. <laughs> uh, what initially attracted me to him, actually the only thing that really attracted me to him, that he came across as a God-fearing man and that he, he knew his Bible backwards and forward. He prayed over me and he went to church. That was something I had never experienced before. So oh, that's wow. how he got me. Mm-hmm. Well, before you decided to end the relationship and leave him, what did your friends and family have to say about it? And what made you um, decide to stay the four we're years? Gonna family, we're going to leave family out of it because okay. family really wasn't involved uh, from day one. So I'm gonna, that's a whole other part of the book. But um, as far as, um, well, let me start here. My first year with him, I told him I was going to get him to year four. And again, the only reason I gave him the year four, I don't know where the number four came from. I just knew I couldn't do five. <laughs> so it's probably where four came from. But, you know, my thing was we all have asked for forgiveness. God has forgiven all of us. And who am I to not allow my husband at all the people on the planet? Why would I not say or give him opportunity to change, grow, learn from his mistakes? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All I could do is put that ball back in his court and give him the opportunity. And, you know, it was hard. It was hard them for you. Don't get it twisted. But I'm the woman of my word, so I stayed till year, year four, and of course year four I left because he got worse. He didn't try to fix anything. He wasn't interested in being a righteous man. 
Uh, I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff with that. But as far as my friends and family, my friends especially, because my family didn't really try to get to know him. But my friends, they none of them liked him. None. Like, I mean, but how can you like somebody that does the things that he did? Right. Let me know y'all ready for some examples. I got plenty of So, at some point, you did feel like he might change through the course of the four years. You, you thought know, maybe he would change. I mean, I mean, I mean, again, who am I? I can't change anybody. Right. You just hope and pray that they see the, the wrongs that they do, and you just pray to God that they'll, you know, see some type of light at the end of the tunnel. You know, that's all you can hope for. Now, what's it going to take for them to change? I don't know, but, you know, I did my part. My thing was always this. If I drop dead today and go in front of God, am I, I going to be able to say I did my best? Or am I going to be like I assumed? Because I didn't have a lot of proof either. I didn't have a lot of proof of the things that he was doing. And that's another thing that was my problem. Because you can't just leave somebody without the actual proof. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was kind of ironic that I picked year four. Because year four, that's when all, like, everything revealed to me. Like, God was just sending thing after thing after thing to me. I was like, oh, okay. You know, all my confirmations basically came in on year four. It was crazy. Like, wow. 90% of it came in on year four. Right. So were you guys so together? Guess, I'm sorry. Keep going. Go ahead. I was just going to ask if you were together a long time before you got married. No, not at all. Not at all. Mm. I, oh. met him, I, met, I met him online. Mm. I met him on Facebook. And the, the, and the back story of this, a lot of people don't know. I've never shared this with a lot of people. I don't think I've shared it with anybody on social media. But the thing about my backstory with him as the reason I married him so quick, I told you I'm a God-fearing child. Every year for my birthday, my birthday is in January, I kick off my year by feeding the homeless for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And this year in particular, 2012, I did the same thing. Rain, sleet, and snow. I don't care what the weather looks like. If I have it planned, I'm going, right? So this day, it was raining and it was cold. And me and my girls, there's about 10 of us out there, we out there feeding the homeless. And the very last man we get to, um, he asked, you know, he says thank you, but he said, can we pray? Can I pray for you guys? And we're like, of course you can. But it's raining. So he's like, can we go to this bank hunting and stand under there so I can pray? And we were like, okay, cool. So we get in the circle. We let him stand in the middle. Think he's about to pray. And he just goes in. He's like you, pointing at me. He said, you're the reason everybody's here. And he goes to the next person. She's an author, one of my girlfriends. She's an author. He's like, you, you need to change the name of your book. Now, the name of her book was called <laughs> The Coochie Can't Keep the Pastor. Oh, no. no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, we all, and we all have been telling her she to change the title of her book. So basically what I'm saying is this man didn't ask one question about nobody in the circle. He just started just telling everybody thing about, things about themselves. I mean, even one of my girlfriends that tried to commit suicide a week before that, he knew all of that. Like, wow. it wasn't, it was like he knew down to the penny how many kids you had, how many baby daddies. Like, he was so... I mean, we were all crying. I'll just say that. Like, we were all just in shock. Like, so anywho, he got to meet, like, several times. And he told me I was about to get married. I was about to, you know, meet my husband. Like, it was a whole bunch of stuff that went with that. And it's kind of, it's one of those things you take and you be like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you you know, he thought I was going to get married this year. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, ain't have, I don't have a boyfriend. So, you know, I just broken up with the guy that I had been with literally, like, in December. <laughs> so it was kind of weird to hear himself about to get married. And so, um, anywho, March comes, and my best friend, one of my best friends, I have a lot of them, I have like 12 best friends. But anyway, my my, my, my Amy best friend calls me crying like 6 o'clock in the morning. And she's just crying, and she's not no choir, she's not even that type of, she's not even a religious person like that. And she calls me crying, telling me that 
something has overtaken her, and God is telling her to tell me that I'm about to meet my husband oh, this weekend. Wow. It was, just, it was just a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, is what I'm trying to say. So when he came and he approached me, and then he brought up marriage, it only seemed like this is what everybody had been telling me back about and all the signs. So it's one of those things where it's like, do you do what you've been instructed to do? Right. And take a chance? Or yeah. do you, because you don't, I mean, because you don't know. You know what I mean? And it's like, do you be disobedient? And then what's going to happen if I be disobedient? You know, it was just a really hard call. So I just said, okay, God, I'm just going to go ahead and go with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I ended up getting there. It almost sounds like, like, um, you were receiving confirmation by the time that you met him and he was mm-hmm. talking about marriage. Yeah. Wow. So how how long did you know him before you got married? Before I got married? Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever counted it up. Four months. Wow. Okay. So you didn't see anything wrong with him during those four months? Like there was nothing that, you know, kind of said he's he's crazy? Not the crazy part, No. So what did what did what did you see? Let me start over. You have to understand we didn't live together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't even live in the same state. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Let me let me say that. Okay. So it's not like I spent a whole whole bunch of time with him. I work a lot. I travel. A, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, like I do, men can pretend. Mm-hmm. You know, for a while, especially if you're not with him every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have a question about when you did finally get in the same place after you got married. Was the sex okay. mind-altering? <laughs> one more time. Was the sex mind-altering? Like, did it blow your mind? No. Oh. Really? What? Danielle said she can't believe you went through all that for some average. <laughs> I know. No. Oh, my no. God. I wouldn't have so been able to commit to that. Uh-uh. <laughs> so let me ask you. So when did you... So when did you do to try to live right, girl. I'm listening. Go ahead. So when did he... When did the real him come through? Because, I mean, sex is really mm. important, by the way. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, so if he's not mind-blowing and he's giving me issues, I, it's time to go. So yeah. when did all this start? Like, when when did his craziness or all his issues come out? Oh, God. Okay, so my first inkling, my first gut inkling was, uh, well, actually, I probably had two inklings. So right before we got married, um, his baby mama and sister mm. came on my Facebook page clowning. Mm. Now, I already told y'all how old I am. Right. I, really, I don't do shenanigans too well. And so, you know, they're on my page. And my thing is, if you got something to say, I'm a grown woman. Just talk to me. You know what I mean? Inbox me, ask me for my phone number, call me. I can talk like adults. It's no reason to get ghetto, whatever, right? So they end up, they're like, he's a bad father. He don't do this. He don't do that. Well, the reason I had a problem with that is because April, I had been on the phone with his son. So his son was with him for for, uh, spring break. So I'm not understanding what you're talking about. It's not making no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, you have to understand, I'm getting ready for a wedding. So I got 50 other things on my mind. But that... Something always kept telling me something ain't right because no mother is going to come and lie about her child seeing their daddy. That don't make no sense to me. Something ain't right with that. I just couldn't figure out what the story was as to how, who was lying and how. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that wouldn't have caused me to pause because that's not something that he can control. You know, you um, 
sometimes people act out of jealousy right. and but that's what I tried to think of but I yeah. said it was something else. it was something and that's what I keep telling y'all it, it kept being little stuff that you kept saying something ain't right but you couldn't figure out what it was you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah and it always bothered me because I don't play with kids that's right. no let's start there I don't do the, <laughs> I don't play with the baby but that bothered me and I just couldn't it's like what question do you ask you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so um Anyway, me and her settled everything after that one little situation. Me and her were cool. We still good to this day. Love her to death. Love his baby mama. Love his son. Love him to death. I have no problem with him to this day. Let me make sure I make that clear. But moving forward, the second inkling I had was the weekend we got married. And the weekend we got married, you know how you do a budget and you're like, okay, I'm going to pay for this and the person's going to pay for that or whatever your money amounts are going to be, right? And so he had told me he was going to pay me X, you know, put toward the wedding X, Y, Z amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so when it came time to pay the money, he was like, oh, can I just give you the money when I get to town? I'm like, okay, cool, fine, whatever. I already had enough money in my bank account. I wasn't tripping. I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. Just make sure you give it to me that Friday when we get into town so I can pay for all this other stuff I got to pay for. He's like, okay, cool. So Friday morning, he's on his way, and I love people, but at the end of the day, I'm still about my paper. So I'm like, you got my money. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll see you when you get here. Cool. He gets to town, hug, kiss. Where my money? Oh, um, I wasn't able to get no money, bring my money, because my daddy needed the money, something, 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 something. Your daddy needed his money, right? Mm-hmm. How long does your daddy need all your money? Right. <laughs> when you already promised me that you were going to pay for X, right. Y, Z. Right. Right. And, and then when were you going to tell me? Like, why Why are you telling me at this very second, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it's time for me to pay all these people. I, it was just, I was pissed. But again, it's the weekend of my wedding. I don't really have time to put that energy in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Woody, woody, woody. And so, um, I was like, my third inkling, oh, that's my third one. My third inkling was, um, the week, like the week of the wedding, I had called him and I told him, I said, I think I'm just going to rent a bigger vehicle. Um, something that we can, you know, family and friends can jump in and out, you know, with extra clothes. You know how it is when you're moving around. Right. I said, um, I think I want to rent something. I said, what do you prefer to drive? Does it matter if it's a van or SUV? Like, he was like, drive? You want me to drive? I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, I got to get my license renewed. What? <laughs> and I was like, you got to get your license renewed. No. He was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Because, again, I'm not tripping on all of that. Because I'm not even thinking about when his birthday is. Because, again, when you focus on whatever you focus on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he made up this story. The story he made up with the getting his license renewed was that he was moving to Georgia. So it didn't make no sense to get him renewed where he was at because he would have to get a mm-hmm. new driver license. In, in Georgia, which made sense at the time. Get it? Yeah. So he was really clever with the lies, right? So, mind you, let's move forward to being married a week, right? So... We married. I bring up the whole driver license thing. I'm like, okay, so you here? When are you gonna get your driver license? Because I don't like driving. He was like, oh, I'm gonna go get him. Woo, 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 woo. Mind you, to this day, this Negro has not gotten his license. Wow. You have to read my book to find out why. Okay. Number two, <laughs> let's start over. With the, let's start over with the with the whole situation with the um the kids thing. Remember, I told you I had an inkling about that baby. Yeah. yeah. So this year, I found, I mean, I'm sorry, this past year on the 16th, 2016, I found out he claimed he had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different story. He claimed he had a heart attack, so I was calling around looking for what hospitals were in the city that he was in because I didn't know all of them. 
And long story short, when me calling around, I ended up calling one of his relatives home. And one of the younger kids, I'm not going to call no name, answered the phone. And the kid was like, um, Uncle Robert ain't in no hospital. <gasps> I just saw him. I just saw him down the street in somebody's front yard drinking a beer. Oh. I'm like, really? Okay, thank you. You know? And then anyway, the conversation went on. I was like, have you ever lied to your uncle? And I said, it's going to be strictly between you and I. I ain't going to never tell nobody in the family you told me this, right? Why did that child, why did he use that child to pretend like he was his son? No. Oh, my God. Oh, man. He is really a sociopath. Like, (laughs) and this lying about stupid stuff. Yeah, lying about stuff that don't even make any sense. Like, why would you lie about that? Who has a child lie for them, though, y'all? Him? Like, who does that? I'm mad that he lied and said he had a heart attack so that he could fuck around in the driveway and drink <laughs> beer. Girl, no, 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 no. You know the sad part about the heart attack lie? Is he was trying to get attention, of course, and he was hoping I would come cause to where he was at because, of course, I left him. Oh. Exactly. We separated. Mm-hmm. So he had three heart attacks in one weekend. Oh, okay. And the sad part about it is, I mean, I laugh about it now, but the thing that pissed me off about all of that was the initial heart attack he had. He called his grandmother and told his grandmother he was having a heart attack. And, again, I don't play with my elders. You know what I mean? Right. And his grandmother had been sick as well. And for you to call her and stress her out and tell, you know, it's just too much. You know what I mean? Like, all the lying and all the things he go through, it's just it's amazing, basically. Yeah, the because I, I did hear one of the um, recordings where he was trying to call into work. <laughs> and he you know how they have like an automated yeah. person that answers the phone like when you call him there that would have been funny <laughs> and he basically was like like the like the person is like you know press one if you want to reach such and such department or whatever and he's like in the background yeah i'm not gonna be able to make it in the work today <laughs> oh my god ask me ask me how many recordings i have of that girl I listened to one this morning. I mean, I have so many recordings of him doing stupid stuff. I can't I can't even listen to all of them. So did you it's put sad. something on his phone to, to record the conversation? No, honey. It's, it's on my phone. And the thing that's crazy, I told him I put it on my phone. Oh, my that God. Show how, that show you how sick he is. Oh, wow. Man. It well, wasn't no secret. Don't sound like a girl to keep secrets. No, I'm not. Kim, let I'm me ask phone. you a question. No secrets. Uh-huh. What advice do you have for other women who might find themselves questioning their partner, like before marriage or whatever? Like, what advice would you give to them after being what you went through? Oh, my God. You know, um, the reason, I, again, I want to put this out there is so people can learn the signs and symptoms of a sociopath. Because, again, this is not a conversation that I know of that's going on or has been going on. Mm-hmm. You actually have been attacked or been in a relationship with a sociopath. Um as far as the advice I would give a person that's in a relationship with a sociopath, run, run, <laughs> run. Pray, pray, pray. Because one of the symptoms of a sociopath is basically they have no conscience. Yeah. What can you do with that? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Right. Like, that's the type of person that will really, like, hurt you physically. You can't do nothing with that. That's from God, and then we'll have to take care of it. There's nothing I can do for that man that scares him. That's why I can tell myself. I said, there's something wrong with you. Nothing scares you. Nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. And that's one of the first symptoms they talk about. They say what's, what normally what would normally scare a person and make them anxious and wary, a sociopath has no concern. They could care less. You could tell them you're about to drive off a cliff. They Okay. They don't care. 
They right. don't care about nothing. And also, as long as it doesn't affect them, they really don't care. No, it does. No, no, no. Everything affects them. And that's the other part of the social path, because I used to tell them all the time, I said, I've never seen a person lie for no benefit. He lies for no benefit. It's like he lied about uh, his, he talking to his child. I don't know if y'all heard the call that I also did with his brother uh, uh, admitting that he bought my wedding ring. Oh, wow. Did y'all hear that, Clayton? I didn't hear that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I have, Girl. like, they have no, no content, none. He took money from his, I mean, he had his brother spend all his money. Supposedly, we're going to pay his brother back. And also took money from his brother for the venue. I never got any money from my husband for the venue. I got the ring, but I never got the money for the venue. And he never paid his brother back. Oh. To this day. You know? Again, no conscience. Wow. And it's just, it's just sad. And that goes back to what I just told you about the heart attack. He had three heart attacks in one weekend. Who calls their grandparent and tells them they're having a heart attack? Again, no conscience. Wait, he called his no, grandparents and said that? Yes, what she said. He called his grandma. What? To tell what? her that he was. Uh, my thing is, okay, I'm fake sick. I need you to come help me. But three heart attacks, though? Like, he could have just been like, I have a really bad flu. I'm like, a really bad flu. I'm dehydrated. I'm in the hospital. Three heart attacks? That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. And let me tell you what's so crazy about it. He went to three different hospitals that weekend, right? He was going to make his point. Somebody was going to put his ass in the hospital. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Hey, he actually went to the hospital and was like, I'm having a heart attack. I'm telling you, <laughs> and they, and they told him, no, you're not. not. He's like, my chest. <laughs> it hurt. It skipped the He was like that Jordan <laughs> mean. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm telling you. So let me tell you what happens when he gets to hospital number three. Don't miss the hospital number three. So I'm exhausted, right? Because this is an exhausting relationship. So the people who are calling me, well, he's calling me like 60 to 80 times a day. That's just normal for him. Oh, what a black And now. so I did. You don't understand. He'll, he'll ask any, that's the crazy part. How are you in the hospital using people's phones? Get a phone real quick. <laughs> I gotta call my wife. Let me tell you. She's not accepting calls from my phone. <laughs> Let me tell you how good he is, y'all. He's so good that he has, he was using the doctors and them cell phone to call me and the nurse's cell phone. Oh, my God. The extent. That's how good he is. Huh? The extent that you would Crazy. go to, it's just like, it's too much. That is stressful. But you right? know, like, I know that it's illegal for a doctor mm. to make a medical call on his personal cell phone mm. on any level. I don't know how this man talks to these people, medical professionals, and they're calling me or letting him use their phone or whatever he was doing. It was crazy. But let me tell you what was so crazy because they were called, the doctor called me, right? And they're talking. And I'm trying to figure out the best way I can say this without being rude. So mm, I'm like, no, just let it out, girl. Let it out. Right. But you got to be nice to people. You know what I mean? Because they don't that. know what you've been dealing with. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't mean to interrupt you, doctor. I'm sorry. I said, but there's nothing wrong with my husband. He's not having a heart attack. There's nothing wrong with him. We're going through a divorce, and he's just trying to get attention. And he's like, no. Because he was a foreigner. He was like, no. Um, he come in here. He come in here saying that he having heart pain, chest pain. And we asked him what level of um, pain he in from 1 to 10. And he said he at 10. So we gave him, um, what's that, that drug they give you when you're going through cancer when you're on hospice? Um, oh, uh, like on uh, hydrocodone? No. Um, no, no, no. The, the one. Uh, uh, 
What's that really it? strong Oxycontin? One. No, 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 it's not Oxycontin. It's... It begins with an M, I think. Yeah, um, it's, it's supposed to, I can't think of what it's methadone? called. Methadone? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Not it's pain medicine? Yeah, it's pain, and it's really strong. Morphine. Mo morphine. Yeah. Morphine. morphine. It said we put him on morphine. I said, morphine? They like, yeah. I was like, take his ass off morphine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I was like, he's about to kill himself for real. I said, ain't nothing wrong with that boy. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, And then, of course, he's already on the morphine. So he had side effects from the morphine that made his heart rate go out of whack. Right. They had to give him medicine for that. Then, of course, the morphine made his blood pressure go That's up. Too damn skyrocket, much. So they had to give him. It was just a mess. Mm -hmm. And the um, morphine is nothing to play with because that shit will shut your mm -hmm. kidneys down and liver down and everything else down. And it's just sad that the list of this man is going through putting me in debt, going to create new debt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he traveled all the way to Texas. Did I tell y'all that part? This is the hospital. He went all the way. He got on a Greyhound bus, went all the way to Texas, and went to Baylor Medical. Hey, that's where I work. <laughs> So you probably saw him. He probably went right to my uh, some of my physicians and was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, we don't I'm have time to play with him. Day. We're wasting supplies on him. He better sit down somewhere." I, well, like I commend you for like being able to laugh and joke about this right. because I just don't even know how you roll out of bed in the morning. Mm -mm. Like, cause that is stressful. Like all of that After stuff. After one year, I would have been done. All of that stuff that no, he put you through. No, five minutes. The no, day of I'm the sorry. Wedding, the when day you of didn't the come wedding. with my money, we would have had a serious issue. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where my money is? All of my friends agree with you guys. All of my friends from day one have told me they have a whole new respect for me. Yep. Yeah, because that's a lot. That's mm -hmm. a lot to go they, through. They would have killed the nigga. They yeah. Him. <laughs> like, everybody got their thing they would have done to him. But I'm trying to go to heaven. I ain't trying to let nobody take that from me. So it is. If you want to go to hell, that's on him. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Girl, the Lord know my heart. <laughs> you know, Kim, I think you, I think you did the right thing for you, and you know, I'm proud of you and everything. And I well, think, thank you. I I think like Danielle said, I have a brand new respect for women who endure trials and tribulations. And I cannot believe that he faked three heart attacks and had the doctor on the phone in one weekend. But yeah, yeah. that's not including the cancer. Mm -mm. Stop. And I, but I'll say this about morphine. When I had my son and I had a C-section, that morphine, that was it. <laughs> you Boy, was, you was on a, a new high? I'm telling you. I can't take that. I had all kinds yeah, of just, uh, it was it was amazing. I was very upset when they took it from me. Um, okay, but we're going to get into our panel discussion. So okay. did everybody have some tips for being objective in dating? Yes, no, maybe. Jen, you got some? Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't go. like discuss dating because I'm single and I'm not dating. So what does that have to do with anything? Shit. Didn't we just talk about? We uh, just talked. We're not. We're not doing this little okay. mini intervention I'm today. I'm not doing no interventions. I'm not. In, I'm not trying to intervene. Apparently, I don't shit. know what I'm doing, so I'll keep my comments to myself. I feel shade at the table. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Daniel, you want to go first? Um. Let's see. What do I have down here? Um. So, if anybody knows me, they know that I am very objective. I don't let my emotions get in the way of things. That's true. Um, I sort of take people at face value, and I don't, I don't get excited too quickly about somebody. Mm. Like I think that's one of the things that people do. It's like, oh my God, he's like brand new. It's like a flashy object shining mm -hmm. in front like of your a face. New toy. Yeah, you know, like, and so. Um, it's like, oh, God, he's like, 
He's six foot. He got his shit together. And, you know, he's got a good job and he likes to do this or whatever like that. But then they, like, completely, like, overlook all of the character flaws that right, he has. Right, right. You know, so... Like you can't you in your eye. Yeah, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you have to really, like, ask questions and understand a person for who they are and not, like, um, overlook some of the things that they're saying because... Um, Because you're blinded by the light. Yeah, because you're blinded and you just want to hear, you're listening for what it is that you want to hear. You're not listening to everything that they're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, like a guy can tell you, you know, that he's in between jobs. Oh, girl, you know, he working on this or whatever. No, he don't have a fucking job. (laughs) Right. Like, like, let's be completely clear Mm -hmm. about what this is. What it really means. Yeah, Yeah. what it really means. It's like you got to... I mean, it's kind of sad that you kind of have to read between the lines like that, but, I mean, that's for your own protection. I don't necessarily believe in, like, doing background checks and stuff because I think that when you operate from a position of fear, you get exactly what you're afraid of. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, like, so if you're saying, I think all men are liars, a liar's going to fall in your lap. A liar's going to fall in your lap because, you know, you put that out into the universe and you're like, oh, you believe that everybody's a liar? Let me show you how everybody is a liar and everybody that you come into contact with, they're going to lie. Right, you like know, you're th- drawing that, like the law of you, attraction. Yes, you draw you. that energy mm-hmm. into you. So I think that you have to sort of correct your thinking mm-hmm. yeah. in a sense. You know, you it's like, change it. Yeah, you yeah, have to, and definitely. that's very difficult to do. It is, it is. It's, it's very difficult. But, I mean, it, it it is difficult, but when you see that the way that you think is not working for you now, you have to you have to do it. Like you can't just like you said, you know, everyone's a liar or everyone does this or everyone does that. And if you continue to do it, you're you're doing the same thing over and over and over, and you're getting the same results. Mm-hmm. You have right. to change it. That was actually one of my tips too, Jen. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, look for patterns that keep you in the same mm-hmm. dating cycle. You know, are you choosing the wrong men? Are you purposely sabotaging yourself? Are you intentionally placing yourself in a zone where you're doing the same thing over and over again. Like, oh, I knew he wasn't shit. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I think that's one of, that was, that's from the last mini relationship I had. I think that was like my eye opener as far as patterns. Um, when someone shows you who they are and tells you who they are, take it and run with it. Um, just because, you know, you're not, I mean, they've had other women. They might have been better than you are, and he's still doing the same thing Ain't over and over. You. Well, I'm not saying me, <laughs> of course not. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, it it's the same pattern all the time, and you're doing this to every single person or every person that you meet. What makes you different? What makes you gonna stop? You're not. It, he's gonna continue until they want to stop, and that's they're crazy. They're some of them don't do it, but. That's one of the things that I did take from my little, yeah, that one, just the fact that listen to patterns. Well, and I was going to say, too, um, fall in love with yourself and make sure that, you know, Mm -hmm. I always say you're your number one person, not to say be completely selfish, you know, or box out your partner, but just remember that you don't have to take whatever bullshit comes to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, people feel like sometimes, oh, well, I'm going to end up single if I don't put up with John John and his bullshit. No, you don't have to take that. You know, it's okay to be alone and it's okay to start over. That's operating from a place of fear. And mm-hmm. when you operate from that place, you get all, you get all the stuff that you're afraid of. You, right. And you're still going to end up alone because this shit that you're settling for is not even the shit that you want. Right. It's some bullshit 
Hey, you right. putting yourself through this shit for what? But that goes back I'm to what you want. How many times you gonna say shit? <laughs> <laughs> what you What'd you say, Kim? How many times she gonna say shit? Oh man, that's one of her words. Her, shit. That's her favorite <laughs> word. Shit. Her words are shit, whatever like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. She's got several words. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Yep. But that kind of goes back to Danielle, what you're saying. Can I add my two cents to that, please? Mm-hmm. I, I think, too, a lot has to do with, I mean, yes, you can love yourself, but if you don't know yourself, it's yeah. hard to love yeah. yourself. And I think, too, that's a thing a lot of people that don't know me or did thought they knew me and didn't get to know who I was until I went through this. Because when you know who you are at your core, you have a peace that you can't explain. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For me, it's like some people go take care of their sick grandparent or their dying mother or whatever the case may be, and you know you don't know how strong you are until you have to go through it type of situation. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've always known that I'm that type of chick. I'm a rare type of chick. I know I'm that down chick. I'm not a talker. I'm a doer. Okay. And so for me, you know, I'm not going to be out here in the street doing everything for everybody else and I can't do it for myself, you know? Right. And so uh, for me... That's one of my best attributes. I've always felt, uh, outside of me just being a happy-go-lucky girl, that I'm also the same person that I love myself. I'm cool with Kim. I don't right. need nobody's approval. I'm like, yo, I don't get crazy over no dude because he's cute, fine, fly, a millionaire, whatever he's driving. That doesn't, that doesn't, and that's why it was easy for Robert to get to my heart. Right. Because what my stuff is treasured, you can't see it. Right. You know what I mean? And so the devil knew that, and that's why it was easy for Robert to approach me. Because what I'm looking for, most men don't even talk about, let alone care about. Right, you know? right. And so it is what it is. You chop it up and you keep it moving, and now you learn. You know, everybody has their learning curve, and I got lot. I had a, a huge learning curve. But I also know the God that I serve is going to bless me for mm-hmm. being obedient, and he also knows my heart that I went into it with the right reason, and I left for the right reason. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm looking for Mr. Mr. Wright for my final move. I don't want to date. I don't even want to date. But, you know, if I have to for a couple of months or a year, whatever God got, I have no choice. I definitely don't want to be the wrong man again. Right. But I definitely look forward to being in a, in another marriage long time and being done. I don't like, I don't like sleeping around. I don't like, I, that's not my DNA. Never has been named with it. Yeah. I think that, you know, uh, to add to um, the points that you were making, is that you have to know what your objective is. Right. And if you, like, if you want to date, if you want to be casual with somebody, because a lot of times people are like, I don't know what I want. You know, I just want somebody I can be happy with. But you have to define what it is that's going to make you happy. Right. Like, you can't yeah. just go and just be in la-la land about it, like, oh, something's just going to pop in my way or whatever. But, like, when, right. you, when you operate from that place... It's like anything comes your way, and yeah. you try to test out, you know. And you're all, likely to accept it. Yeah. yeah, you're likely to accept, like, anything that comes your way, and and that's not really what it is that make you happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a problem. It's nothing wrong with, you know, trying different things out and maybe getting outside of your type mm-hmm. or whatever like that. But at the same time, you need to kind of define what it is that you really want. Because it's like, how do you know? that you're getting exactly what you want if you don't even know what it is that you want. What it is that you want. <laughs> like, you have to know right. what your oh, objective yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and you have to kind of take, you have to remove yourself out of it to some extent to be able to say, this is what this person is telling me, this is what he's showing me, and, you know, really understand who he is or she is as a person right. and not necessarily 
add your own judgment or emotions to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, like so. You have to keep it real. Yeah, you have to right. keep it real. With yourself mm-hmm. and others. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, and yeah, if keeping the, it real and getting that man to keep it real are two different things. Right. Like you can husband, control he, somebody he, else right. though. He, like. Yeah, yeah, he lied about stuff. It's one thing to lie about something. It's another thing to have people around you that's lying with you. Yeah, and that was the biggest problem I had with him. He yeah. had his siblings lying for him. He had coworkers lying. You know what I mean? That shows most how manipulative men, he really is, actually. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because what most men lie about is going to the, you know, I went to the bar with my homeboy, and they really be at another chick's house. You know? Right. It's as simple as the lie gets. My husband, he had a whole full-fledged, I mean, campaign of lies going on. You know what I mean? And it's that's just very sad, difficult. Right. Yeah, it is. Especially when you, the people that you thought you could count on to tell you the truth were lying to you, too. Yeah. That's the crazy boy. I mean, his brother admitted to me after I put that post up, or right before I put that post up, he admitted to me. He was like, you remember those times you were calling down here talking about, um, I was, you know, uh, just checking in on us because Robert was at work. I was like, yeah, he said Robert wasn't at work. Robert was sitting his ass in front of y'all drinking beer. So you, you know, know what? what? I mean, like, that would piss huh? me off because why the hell are you telling me this shit now? Right. Like, like, I could have kept him. that. Yeah, you could have kept that shit. <laughs> that you was straight kept that to yourself. Yeah. yeah. But, that's just, but that's just one of the many calls I get. I mean, it was crazy mm-hmm. how many people were lying for this man. And I'm like, y'all, I'm like, what grown ass person is cool with lying? Let's go lying to a man's wife. To so intentionally grown- hurt someone else. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. To me, it also falls on the yeah. people that actually, you know, but help you know, out That's what we're saying. Like, that's disgusting. Like, yeah. You know what, Kim? I appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you coming on our show. And I'm angry now. I know, right? I'm mad. Like, what the fuck? No, man. Fuck Robert. But how did y'all like this wine? I'm having a divorce party. Y'all need to come. Okay. (laughs) Send us some tickets if we got to go to ATL. Because, you know. Y'all are so (laughs) (laughs) So did y'all like the wine? It was okay. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so excited about it. But you know I mean, what? I did not like it at first. But now you like it. I uh-huh. do. I, I, I do. do. I like it now. I guess maybe since it's been sitting out or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Or I maybe, do like it. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Shout I, out I, to Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, I just Patrick. had to warm up to it, I guess. Like, I think at first when you taste it, it just doesn't, but at the, it has a different finish. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad finish. It's okay, actually. Yeah. And I don't usually a, like Merlot anyway. You don't. I actually, you know, when we had Greg on and, and we had that Merlot, that's when I started to like it. Really, you did? Mm-hmm. What did I call it? Merlot. <laughs> damn, Jen. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Look, I don't drink it, okay? I mean, it's like a... But it's good, actually. So what was your score? I gave it a 15 out of 25. I'm giving it a 16. But that was at the beginning. Now I feel like I need to score it. See, me it. too, because I gave it like a 10. Oh. Well, because like it's the smell to me, it's like straight alcohol, yeah. and it doesn't really have any fruity. Well, I mean, I guess it's not no, really it's like no, it's, you can't. Like, but you can smell like berries yeah, and stuff like, like that. Not, yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Um, it's well, all we're saying is yeah. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not. A, <laughs> it just tastes good, all right. It's not a complex. It is. is it good or not? Aroma. Is it good or not? I no, think it's. Good. I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. What's it called again? Bay Bridge. Bay Bridge. You can go get it at your local Kroger. Straight out of Kroger. Straight out of Kroger. <laughs> I'm a wine with attitude. Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I should have known. I'm it done. was about to come. I didn't sing at all. <laughs> Let me have it. Oh my God. All right, well, thanks again, Kim, for coming on. We really appreciate you telling your story. We can't wait for your book. Thank you. Y'all will be able to check it out on AtlantaUnlocked.com. 
probably in the next week when I launch my site. Okay. okay cool. Is that the name of the site? Yeah, it's going to be called AtlantaUnlocked.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, and let's keep in touch. Yes. Please. Yeah. Make we, sure you guys call up me when y'all come to Atlanta, okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will. Okay. We yeah, have a great week. You too. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, listeners, I think that's going to be it. Danielle, <laughs> what you got to tell them? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us on Between Us Girls. But don't keep it a secret. Listen and share with everyone you know. See you next week.